Hi, you're listening to the Slow Life Project podcast with me, Lana Hall, a show dedicated to helping you find confidence, meaning, and true joy in your life. Through my own tips and tricks, as well as interviews with others, you'll learn to slow down, get real, and feel happy. Let's get started. Hello, everyone. It's Lana Hall, and welcome to another episode of the Slow Life Project podcast. Uh, Today's episode is a solo episode with just me. And what I wanted to talk to you today about was the importance of mindfulness in living a slow life. Um, You might already know a fair bit about mindfulness, or you might know nothing at all. It is key to being able to really feel satisfied and enjoy your life. Um, You need to be able to be mindful. It helps you connect into the present moment, which is where all that joy and satisfaction can happen. Uh, So even if you know a bit about mindfulness, encourage you to stick with it. It'll be a pretty short episode uh, because it's always good to have a refresher around the different ideas and different ways that we can tap into the present. My absolute favorite way to teach mindfulness is the technique five, four, three. You might also have heard it described as five, four, three, two, one. And with that technique, what you are meant to do is you just notice things that are in your environment in a specific pattern as a way of bringing yourself into the present. So the five stands for five things that you can see where you are right now. So you have to pay attention and actually look at your surroundings in order to be able to label those things. So if I was to do it right now, I can see a card on my desk, I can see a cord, uh, post-it notes, uh, notebook, and the microphone that I'm speaking into. There's my five things. The next step is to think about four sounds you can hear. And this one's often a bit trickier, particularly when you're inside like I am. So I can generally hear the air conditioning running. I can hear that at the moment. I can certainly hear my own voice. And if I do something like rubbing my hands together, I can hear that sound and I can actually hear my jewellery clinking a little bit as I do that as well. So with this technique, it's actually okay to cheat a little bit and do things like rub your hands together in order to be able to create a sound. Once you have the four sounds, you immediately jump into three things that you can feel. And when we're talking feeling, we are talking about the sensation of touch, not any emotions that you might be feeling at that moment. And the reason for that is that we're trying to pay attention to the present through our senses rather than through our emotions. It's just a particular way this technique works. There's nothing wrong with paying attention to feelings, but this is a mindfulness of the present moment exercise. So three things that I can feel, or if I keep rubbing my hands against each other, I can feel the way that my fingerprints are. I can feel the warmth of my clothing. I'm in a pretty warm room. And I can also feel the pressure of my knee against the back of my leg. Now, the extended version of this technique asks you to focus on 
a couple of things that you can smell and then one you can taste. I don't particularly like including those because they uh, tend to slow the process down for me, trying to find those sensations. And one of the things that you need to understand about a technique like this in terms of pulling us into the present is that speed is pretty important. I mean, you don't want to feel rushed. That's not a slow life. But what you do want to feel is that you um, have a, a slight sense of pressure, urgency to keep going with the technique, to keep kind of rolling through it. They're kind of negative words, not quite what I mean, but we want to have this this push to keep going with the technique. And the reason we want to do that is that we're trying to fill up the space in our brain with paying attention to right now rather than creating gaps where your mind can move away from the present moment. And this is a technique that is traditionally used to help people come back to the present when their mind is going really, really fast. So you are going to need to, especially in the beginning, match the speed of your mind in order to give it something to think about so that you're thinking about the present, thinking about the present, thinking about the present and not having those gaps um, for thoughts to come back in. So I do five, four, three, but you can also do five, four, three, two, one. The last thing that's important to understand about this technique in general is that uh, you once you've done once you've got to the end point, so three things I can feel or one thing I can taste, you do go straight back into the first category, five things you can see, and. When you get back there, you have to name five different things that you can see in your environment. The sounds, the four things you hear, they can be the same sounds because we're just not that tuned into sounds as humans. But if they are, you need to sort of hear them in order. So with my hand rubbing together, once I get to hearing, I need to deliberately listen for that sound and then deliberately hear the sound of the air condition now listen for that clink of my jewellery, pay attention to the sound of my voice, then I can move on. Three things that I can feel, they're going to be different again. And like I said earlier, you can totally hack that. It's fine to get up or to reach out to touch things in order to get the sensation because the goal is not to not move. It's to be paying attention to the present moment. So if you're paying attention and thinking, hmm, haven't touched that yet, and then you're paying attention as you reach out and touch desk, book, then that totally counts. We're still coming back to the present So understanding a technique like this is great whenever you notice that you've been caught up uh, thinking about something that doesn't particularly bring you any joy or satisfaction and you'd like to drop out of that thinking and back into the present. You'd like to take a moment to slow down. So even though I said with the technique, you need to run through it at at a particular pace, it still has the impact of slowing you down, getting you to pay attention to the present moment because nothing in your present moment is going anywhere near as fast, most things aren't moving at all, as your mind, which is speeding through its thoughts at probably thousands of miles an hour. We have something like 60 or 70,000 thoughts a day. So knowing a technique like this helps for when you'd like to increase your mindfulness of the present and slow down. But 
I think something else that's really important to understand with techniques like this, so one is the speed that matters, but two is that you've got to make it your own. So I've taught this technique to a lot of people and it's really interesting to see the responses that people have to it. And one of the more common responses I get is, oh yeah, I did it, but, (laughs) and then after the but will come the way that the person has made the technique their own. And I love that because nothing, no, like no tool is of any value unless it actually works, unless you're actually using it. So some of the adaptations that people have come back to me and talked to me about is that um, they will only count like particular objects. So they might decide, oh, yeah, I just decided to focus on white cars or I counted mailboxes as I went for a walk. Um So they were still tuning into the present, but they changed the way they were tuning into the present. One I've used a fair bit, or I used to with my kids, they're a bit older now, was that if they were upset walking to or from school, we would go through the colours of the rainbow. Tell me like some red objects you can see. We'll go for three red objects. Then we'd go for two orange, you know, one yellow, four green, you know, just randomly pick a number, <laughs> but going through the colours of the rainbow as a way of bringing them back into the, the present. There's other mindfulness techniques that really just focus on feel. Uh, Grounding is where you focus on pushing your feet into the floor and feeling that sensation of pushing down and then the floor kind of pushing back up against you as well. That's a way of coming back into the present. So no matter which way you do it, it's important to understand with mindfulness, it's whatever works for you. I love this technique because over time it's definitely had the impact of just moving itself into my world more and more. So what I mean by that is that if I then do rub my hands together at a later date, I feel like I tend to pay attention to that and it just starts to automatically bring me back to the present no matter what else I've been doing. A different way to do this technique, again, is to use gratitude. So pay attention to the present right now and figure out, what do I like about this moment? And that makes you look at your world in a a different way as well. What am I enjoying right now? And it's actually almost a little bit easier, I think, to do gratitude in the present moment than it is to write a list Uh, particularly if it's a list at the end of the day, you know, we've lost a lot of information, but you can figure out gratitude right now by paying attention to right now. So right now, I'm not hungry at all. I'm enjoying that sensation of being full and I can really tune into my body and, and notice how that feels. Whereas if I got to the end of the day and was like, I am grateful for having a full fridge, having food to eat at every meal, I don't think I would connect into it as well. I don't have that same bodily experience of it as I can get in the present moment. So a different way of doing this technique again is to use gratitude to come back to the present moment. Um, A lot of times people can think that mindfulness is about, you know, setting aside time to meditate. 
but that is taking us away from the world. And what's great about this technique is you can literally do it anywhere at any time and it just helps you connect to whatever else is happening for you right now. So that's all I wanted to share with you today, just a quick little episode to remind you of the importance of mindfulness if it's something that uh, you have practiced before, give you some new ideas about how to practice it uh, because, as I said, like I think any tool, any technique, it's only useful if it works for you. And so if you find something and come across something that you think helps you come back to the present, I can guarantee you it's a mindfulness practice for you. Don't get caught up in, oh, am I doing it right? Um, really focus on is this giving me the benefit that I wanted to experience here? And if the answer is yes, you've got to keep using it. It's going to connect you to the present. It's always the least stressful place to be is in the present. And it's where we can access that sense of gratitude, satisfaction, and joy when what's happening in our present is something that aligns with our values. So give it, uh, mindfulness a try this week or put it back to the top of your to-do list if it's fallen down. And like I said, try to just figure out a really natural, easy way to integrate it into your day-to-day so that you're getting the most benefit from it without feeling like it's hard and another thing that I have to do. Have a great week, guys. See you. Thanks so much for listening to the Slow Life Project podcast. I hope you have a calm, confident, and joyful week. If you'd love more tips or support from me, be sure to subscribe to the podcast or head to my website, theslowlifeproject.com. Slow Life Project.